peace, that your kingdom is righteousness, and that your kingdom is joy, that they will find joy, joy with you, Lord. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in our lives, and have your way. You are so welcome in this service to manifest your presence once again. We give you back all the honor and all the praises to you forever and ever and ever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We gather here just for you, for you alone, Father. Amen. And help me, Father. Today, that you talk not nothing from me, that you talk through me, none of me, everything about you. God, you are everything. You are everything, Father. And I give you worship with everything I talk. I give you glory, glory, your name. Hallelujah, Father. I'm just your vassal. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What can separate us? It's the weather, it's the rainy, it's the hurricane. None of those. Nothing can separate. Nothing can separate your love for God. Your love for God should be unconditional. I love Sister Susan just said, uh, you made it. I'm really great. So I only have the one wish. One day we can say to each other, you made it. Mm -hmm. And one day we can hear the words from God, my good faithful servant. Then whatever, everything Whatever you surrendered, what you sacrificed on this world, is nothing can compare. That moment, everything is worth it. Today I want to talk about how to be obedient to God. I know last week the pastor already talked about this topic. I didn't steal from him. Actually, his word kind of really made me self-examine. Am I obedient to God? I remember that it was a Sunday, the same night. I couldn't sleep. I started thinking. I asked God, am I obedient to you? Obviously, I feel like I'm not. I was crying out to God, begging God, show me, teach me how to be obedient to you. I don't know. I'm too stubborn. I'm too foolish. I'm too blinded. I said, God, I need you help me, teach me. Like how you did on the earth how you surrender to Father. 
Yeah, like uh, Pastor Chris just said, will you sincerely ask God, teach me, I want to learn, I want to change. The merciful God always show you the way. That's why during these past few days, I was uh, analyzed. I, I really gain a lot. I think before I have totally not qualified to talk about this topic, about being obedient. In the past year, whenever I opened my Bible randomly, there are only two verses showed up most times. And the one verse is this word. It says, nor by, nor by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. I was uh, so ignorant. For many years, I said, this has nothing to do with me. Why I keep saying this word? Until this year, I realized that's my big lesson. I need to be obedient. I don't know how many of you surrender to God. And you realize you need to be more surrendered to God. Beginning when we are the new believer, we pray this prayer sincere. Take control of my life. I want to trust in you. And I want to follow you as my master, as my Lord. Then right away, we forget our promise to God. We try to figure out with our own strength. We totally forget to involve with God. Normally when we made our important decision by ourselves. Then when our decision brought us a disaster, we go to God, uh, we go to us for God's help. We are not obedient. The prayer, take control of my life, means what? You are my master. I am the servant. What the servant do? The servant the most time, what they said is this word. Yes, 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 master. You really need to hear the servant say no. You got to get kicked out. <laughs> so think about it. If you are surrendered to God, you are true servant. You will say yes to God. Also, if you are, you treat your wife, your husband like a master, say yes. Guarantee there's net current. And uh, yeah, but if you treat your another your partner like a servant, you're gonna need in hell instead of heaven on earth. Jesus is a great example. When he was on the earth, he did everything 
few days ago, I was thinking about, am I obedient? I opened the Bible. I saw Jesus' word. He said, nothing I said, nothing I did by myself. I, everything is from my father. Tears came out. I read Bible all the time. I didn't even realize how powerful. My great example was front of me. And I tried to figure out how to be more obedient. If I just keep abiding in Jesus, analyze how he talked, how he walked, then actually we know how to be obedient to God. He said in this verse, John 18, 11, shall I not drink the cup of Father he has given me? Look, 22, verse 42, Jesus said, Father, if you are waiting, if you are waiting to move away this cup from me, but not from my will, from your will. In John 5, 19, he said, the son can do nothing by himself. I often see anything or do anything by yourself. Follow how you feel. I think we should have a great habit. Whenever we talk, we sing, we, we ask God, is this gonna please you to honor you? Is this a word you want me to talk or is this just from my ego? You think, then you talk, then you act. Every day we have to be aware. That's a part of obedience. Recently we talked about the not uh, how to prepare for the rapture. I think the more important thing is we have to prepare ourselves, our hearts. We need to be obedient. When the day Jesus comes to judge us, he will judge who is the sheep or who is the goats. He will judge the true servant or the fake servant. This day is going to be serious. Right now, we need to prepare to be obedient to God. There's another story which really moved me. His name is Jonathan Edwards. He was uh, the American pastor in 18th century. He said this word, I have a come, I have a come to God, and I have a given myself. All I am and all I have to God. Therefore, I cannot claim the right to the knowledge, consciousness, and emotion in me would no longer be known to me in any way. I have no right to this body. I have no right to the tongue, hands, face, sense, senses, eyes, ears. I have clearly handed myself over without retaining anything that belongs to myself. I will do my best to fight with the world, the flesh, and the devil until the end of the night. 
I think we all have to reach this kind of consciousness. Tell God, all I have is nothing belong to myself. Every part of my body belong to you, Father. You take it, you use it. Otherwise, I'm useless. That's our true life purpose. Our life, our body, is not for the pleasure we enjoy ourselves. It's to serve God, to sacrifice to God, to, to serve God for his purpose, not for our purpose. That's why Jesus is our best example. If you want to enter the higher calling, you want to go to the next level. You are tired of where you are right now. It's pretty simple. You just come to God. Tell God, I have nothing besides my body to offer to you. I just offer myself as a living sacrifice. You just humble yourself. You want, you want more blessing from God. You want to go the next level. You need to pay the, the higher price. It's all about are you winning or not? How much you winning? How much God will lift you up? It's all about you. It's nothing about your ability. It's nothing about your power. That's why today I want to share with you um, with a story, Gideon in Bible. So he was a, a faith giant. We normally talk about faith giant Abraham. But Gideon, he was a great, great man with faith. When the angel appeared in front of Gideon, he was hiding. Where he's hiding? He was hiding, walking in the narrow wine press in order to hide him from this enemy, Midian, to, to grab, to take away whatever he had. And the angel said, mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. God is a humorous God, think about it. Gideon, he was like a coward hiding there. Now God said, mighty warrior. God, look at, not like the human look at what you have. God not focus on your shortcoming, your mistake. God see your potential. God look into your heart. So the Gideon, Gideon was surprised. God, you said you are with me. How come I have to go through all these uh, hardship, hiding here? And look, all the enemies took away our whatever our valuable stuff, things. And our ancestors said you brought us out of Egypt. How come today we are in this kind of situation? Gideon's the world full of a confusion. Complain, self-pity, doubt. 
I don't know, can you see yourself in him? When we are facing the trouble, we usually ask God, how, why? Instead, we self-examine. What makes this happen? How, how can I change this situation? Gideon and with the poor Esther, they didn't realize what's the reason. They didn't know the reason is nothing about God to punish them or abandon them because they did, they broken the first covenant with God, which you shall not worship other God beside me. They did worship the faith force God for many years. They didn't even know that's a sin. They didn't even know should return. And they have the false god. The false god's name is Bar, means the church abandoned, like a, somehow like an agriculture god. After seven years, they become more and more poor. They still keep worship this false god. How stubborn they are. How foolish they are. So now, the angel told the Gideon, I'm going to send you to seek, to seek Easter by my power. Well, this word is really powerful. He didn't say, I will send you to seek Easter. He said, by my power. I learned one thing. God's work is nothing about your ability. It's nothing about your smartness, your power, your might. It's all about his power, God's power. I was wondering why he chose this coward Gideon. But Gideon have a great quality. He was very obedient. He listened to God. So when God told him, you're going to save the Israel. And now you have to sacrifice. You need to sacrifice the one cow, one, one goat, 22 liters flour. That's a lot. The enemy, median, almost robbed, robbed everything they have. This probably everything left. Gideon was very obedient. He just sacrificed all this God asks. You can say how God start need a, a person. So the next thing what uh, God asked Gideon, ask him have to go, go to the, go to destroy the fake, the fake idol. You can see the challenge become bigger. And Gideon didn't say anything. He's not that bold. He had to secretly walk in the midnight to destroy this, this fake idol. And later, that uh, people in that town, they realized Somebody destroyed this idol. 
They found out it was uh, Gideon. They were so angry. They was ready to kill Gideon. It's so funny. They they remember, they knew God have a covenant. Um, God made a covenant with them. Whoever worship the fake God, they were put to death. Now they try to put Gideon to death, which Gideon destroyed the fake God. Fortunately, Gideon's father, he was, uh, he built this uh, fake God. Now he said some words very smart. He said to people of Israel, if this God is a real God, he will revenge for himself. He doesn't need your help. Sounds like uh, makes sense. So those people, they just left. Gideon was saved. The next thing what God wants Gideon to do, now is much more challenged. He has to go to the wall. He asked uh, God, you need to show me the confirmation through the white wool, wool or, or the dry wool. And God showed him immediately. So before he go to the wall, which he had soldiers, 32,000 people. He had to fight with 130,000 soldiers. God said, no, this is too much. You have too much men. Otherwise, the Eastern is going to say, because uh, we, they're going to boast against me, think their own hands did. I cannot give you too much men. So God reduced twice, finally. How many people left? 300 people. It's kind of scary. And Gideon didn't see anything. He didn't bargain with God. I think even me, I would say, how can you want me to die, God? How can 300 fight with 130,000? He didn't say anything. He surrendered to God. So when they went to the war, the soldier had one dream about uh, his dog. They win the battle. Then he he didn't even ask the confirmation from God anymore. He just encouraged all the soldiers. Hey, God already put the enemy in our hands. Before he said, he already believed. You can say, God trained him step by step. Now he had all this strong faith in him. The funny thing, God told them, Go to the wall, bring which kind of weapon? The empty glass, empty glass, and uh, what else? Like uh, the horn. Just kind of weird stuff. You're just wondering how come this can be a weapon? But they were so they were so obedient. They they just follow God's water. I used, I actually, I used to be like a Gideon. 
whenever if I, I face difficulty, I always uh, complain about God. I doubt God. I always uh, argue or talk about, like make a deal with God. But I saw Gideon, how much he surrendered to God. He always followed, did nothing. Just simply followed. I think that's uh, the biggest uh, secret to completely be in that, trust in God. That's the secret. Help us to overcome any kind of battle. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of God is the beginning of the wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. When we fear God, when we fear God automatically, we're going to have this faith in us. We trust God. Like the small kids, when you, when you fear your, you, your father, you, because you trust your God, you, you trust your father, whatever he told you will not harm you. It's going to be benefit you. And also, you realize that which type of people God choose is not smart man, smart people. Uh, in First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-seven says, "God choose the foolish in the world to shame those who are wise, and God choose the weak in the world to shame those who are strong." The proud, of, the proud people, normally God don't choose the proud people. Why God choose Gideon? Gideon showed up. He said, God, I have nothing to offer you. My family was the poorest in this whole tribe. And I am the smallest one in my father's family. I have nothing can offer you. He was very humble. He knew he had nothing offer to God. When you're humble to this kind of point, you tell God, I have nothing I can give to you beside myself. That's how God can do the mighty work. One time I watched the interview about uh, Catherine Kuhlman. She, she said one word. She said that, that moment changed her life forever. From that moment, how God used her with the mighty way. She said she was totally broken and she cried. She said, God, I only have you. I have nothing left. I have nothing to offer you. Whatever you want, use me. I'm totally belong to you. That moment changed her life forever. That's why when she was on the stage, people see down there, the sick people get healed. The demons, they just run away. They, they cannot even to have her present. That's how God can anoint a person. When you totally have a, nothing about you, nothing about your flesh, you're totally drawn 
burst with the Holy Spirit. That's the secret how God can use you. God only look you, He only look your heart. God can say Gideon, can see his potential to become a mighty, mighty warrior because he saw his humbleness, he saw his obedience. Everything God needs is your obedience, nothing else. Nothing else God needs. If your obedience is enough, that's all God can use. When you start to work, that's how God can start, can start work, working in your life. Yeah, so simple. I don't know why we are so stubborn, we are so struggle, we are so trying to hold with our own strength to keep doing our own way. This is, I call this is sin. This is sin. I remember a few days ago, oh, I talked with uh, Brother Andrew. He mentioned about um, last year, his job occupied his full time. He had no time for God. So he changed his job. He said, miraculously, I thought I did sacrifice, but I gained so much. He said, I never even believed I would go to the ministry school. He said, I had my anger against my parents, against myself, against God. I was like a prisoner. And suddenly all the chains broken. I feel better than ever. And he had the thirsty hunger in God. He, he become much nicer. I was, uh, I was so amazed. I said, how come we have the same story without knowing? Last year, I was uh, all the time almost on my trip, on my trip, busy for my work, no time for church, no time for God. Then I realized I become more and more unhappy. I knew something wrong. I often pray this prayer to God. Whenever I leave you, make me feel miserable. So when I feel miserable, I know I need to go, go back to God. That's why I made a decision. I changed this year. I said, God, you're gonna become the number one. Anything else? Gonna be second, not. So I realized uh, I gained so much, like a brother Andrew shared. My chin's broken. I had anxiety, depression. Sometimes I was really hurry, hurry because worry too much. All these chins, confusion, just totally gone, totally gone. I never feel that kind of closeness with God. Nothing can be more beautiful feeling. You have a close feeling with God. In whole world, nothing can compare. 
that's really become my aware how amazing God works. When you show your faithfulness, when you're willing to give your time to God, when you're willing to serve God, God never fails. God is a faithful God. And you will say how much God starts to give to you. Last week, when Pastor Chris, when he prayed for me, he said uh, a message to, from God. He said, you, he saw that like something, like the next level, like uh, I will go to the, enter the next level because I'm willing to surrender myself. It's almost like a confirmation from God. Almost like a, uh, he has no idea what uh, I'm going through. But I, I, I said, God, you are really faithful, God. He show you his promise. He show you the better future, the, the, the picture in the future. He encouraged you. You are on the right path. Keep doing. That's why I'm so excited. I said, God, I, I only did like a part of uh, not even fully surrender. I want to just surrender like Jesus. Surrender being, surrender to, to death, to sacrifice your life for God. This kind of sacrifice, this kind of surrender I want to reach. Because you never lose with God. God is so faithful. What you can lose? You die, you go to heaven. <laughs> like Paul said, when I live, I belong to you. When I die, I belong to you. So we shall not be fear for anything else. Just boldly to follow God. But uh, I, when I look back, during the past three years, I wasn't uh, obedient. I was totally rebelling to God. How many times I see this message and never self-repent. And I remember one time, God tell me, I want you to translate your book. I said, God, no, I have, my English is not good enough. I don't have time. I'd rather to do what I know keep my old way. And the meanwhile, I pray to God, bless me. One day, there's a friend, a friend, he shared with me, so interesting, nothing. He shared with me this story where I was struggling. He said, uh, my friend, actually he was my customer, poor customer, suddenly he gave me a big order I found out he published a book, become very successful. The moment uh, I heard the voice in me, God said, do you know I can bless you with the similar way, but you are so stubborn. You constantly go to the opposite way, the hard way. God, God said, you are so stubborn, so true. I continue to choose the hard way. My, my work actually very risk. 
were raised. I often traveled to the most dangerous cities. You can lose your life sometimes. One time my friend told me, don't go to Detroit. I said, why? He said, you're going to lose your life. I just go there. And I went to the most city, like uh, Chicago, Washington. Detroit become my favorite uh, city because uh, I can get a good deal. That's how I'm a fearless, I'm stubborn. But if I'm fearless, if I'm fearless, but I can surrender, I can be obedient, then God can use me with mighty way, but with the stubbornness, it's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible thing. When, when the Israelites, when they worship the false God, they was wondering why we have to go through these hardships. They didn't know. They worship the false God. When I, last year, I was worshiped the first God. My job became my idol. That's why I was suffering. I was hard work. But my money stole from people left and right. Nothing left. I learned one thing. You have to be obedient to God. Let me try to find out this verse. I think it's so, so true, so true. Here's that. So the enemy, uh, chapter 10, 14 said that if people forsake God and worship idols, God will shut up the sky from rain and the earth will not produce. God said it. If God said, if the heaven or the earth one day will be perished, but his words will never perish. Yes, his words never perish. So with the Easterly night, they keep worship the first God, and the God and now their hard work again and again stole took away from the enemies, their work. So they worked, they worked in vain. The same thing I did. I worked hard, but since my work become my idol, I worked in vain. We have to analyze how we walk on the dangerous road. Haggai chapter one, Verse 5 says, Observe your own behavior. You sow more, but receive none. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. Wear clothes, but never warm. And those who receive wedge, put their wedge in the neat bag. 
you have the Nikki bag. <laughs> you have the Nikki bag. You're wondering why my bag always not enough. Because you're not obedient to God. You steal from God. You, you steal the tithe from God. And you worship the idols. We have to self-examine. My family, my kids become my idol. My interests become my idol. Always remember, God has to be number one, no matter what. If you keep these rules, put God in number one. Daily, spend time with God. Pray to God. And read God's word. Abiding God's word. This is so important. God's word is a knife. It's the truth. It's going to lead us not to the parish road. If we keep doing this right thing, we will not be disobedient. <coughs> Which kind of people used by God? God is, before I said, God used you not because of, not because of your obedience, because you have this, not, not because your ability, but because your obedience. God said, obedience better than sacrifice. What is obedience? You just keep asking God what, how I can please you, how I can work on your will, not my will. We have to give up our own will. Our own will gonna, is only limited us, cannot bring you to anywhere. Sometimes we think about, this is what I know. You know that fear control you. Fear is a sin. Self-pity is a sin. Like the Easternites, they have the self-pity. They, they think about the why they ask how, why. Whenever we should also analyze ourselves, do you still hold anything against God? You think, uh, because of you, God, you did this to me. God will never do anything wrong, I tell you. God is a good God. Whatever wrong, because you're wrongdoing. Because of your wrong decision, you don't involve with God. Because of your disobedience. Normally when we go through the hardship, it's a, it's a lesson hiding there. Try to wake up us. Try to bring you to the right path. Like this Easter night. They are keep walking on the wrong path until they saved by Gideon. When Gideon saved them, they were very thankful. But right away, they forget about God. How many times in the Bible mentioned about how many times they turn against God? They forgot about the greatness from God. We should avoid to be Easter. And always appreciate, thankful to God. 
Without God, if you have this kind of mindset, without God, nothing can do. Admit you can do nothing without God, then you are on the way to be obedient. You are on the way to be blessed. God bless those who humble. Stay away from the fake, from the fake God. I don't know how much people today. I feel so bad for Chinese. The most most of them, they still worship the idol like uh, the Easter did. The hands of humans did. The sculpture from human hands. How many years I was so, I was get up in the midnight, walk miles to the temple, and will offer the money, the, the fruit to the fake God. Sometimes I was moved by myself. I said, wow, I, I was so sacrificed. Nothing changed. Nothing blessed. I didn't realize I was blessed. I became more cursed. People don't like me. Even the cats, dogs, they run away from me. <laughs> I, was hung, I was angry all the time. I couldn't even have, I didn't have strength to walk. Uh, even my 20s, I was like a dead people. I saw I was walking to the dead path. That's why when car accidents happened, I said, that's a fake God. Nothing changed me. That's how I met our good, wonderful Jesus, Amen. the only God, the only true God, Amen. the fake God. How come people believe the fake God? I give you the money, I give you the fruit, and you're gonna give me the good luck. If you are, you have a little bit right mind, you will realize. It's so foolish. This is a cruel God. Why you believe the cruel God? The right God. Our God teaches us to live holy, live righteous, to love one another, to serve for others, to follow him, to sacrifice our life. This kind of God we should worship, we should serve. Anyone, if you're still worship the fake God, it's a time for you to return. Don't be foolish like me when you're wasting your time. Right now we need to prepare the rapture day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Have your mercy for us. Without your mercy, we cannot make it. Father, if any one of us, we still have the issue to surrender, God have your mercy. Give us, teach us, give us a hint how we can change to be more surrendered to you, to let go. Whatever we hold is not good for us, not good for our growing. Father, you break all these chains. You help us to let go. Let go of the old ideas. Let go of our own will. Let your will be done. Your will be done. Nothing from us, Father. We just want to be a obedient servant. Say yes to you.
constantly say yes to you. Guide us, Father. Continue teach us how to be more pleased to you. How to be more every day, grow, keep growing, keep be more and more like Jesus, Father. We just want to become more and more like Jesus. Help us to separate us from this world, Father. We just need your guidance every day, Father. Without you, we are hopeless. We have nothing to offer to you. We know nothing. We have no any abilities. We just have the winning heart, Father. Winning heart for you. Our life, our life purpose is living for you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give everything to you, everything to you. Nothing else we want to hold for ourselves. We give you everything, everything. Nothing else we're going to hold. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.